You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. number 251 of the Make It British podcast, which is the very first episode in series five. Yay! Right, first little explanation as to what's been going on for the last couple of months and why there's been a two-month gap in between episode 250 and 251. Well, for a start, I just wanted to ease back gently into the new year. So that's the main reason. And podcasting does take a bit of time. As much as I love it, I also find that it does take quite a bit of time to record and edit and just have something planned every week to be putting out to you. So there's been a couple of months gap. While I can focus on doing a couple of other things. The main one being that I'm trying to get my book written. So Make It British, the book, which I talked about in the trailer for this series, is hopefully going to come out, well, I'm hoping at the very least early 2024. Um, But there's so much that goes into writing a 50,000 word book. And I haven't written that much since I did my master's about 10, 12 years ago. So in fact, I didn't even write that much for my master's. So That's the plan. I'm trying to focus on writing the book. And that really does mean that I needed to take some time out to at least get it kickstarted. So that's what I've been doing. We've also been doing a couple of other things that make it British, which were new things that we'd not done before. Um, We did a workshop last week called Selling Without Social, which I'm going to talk to you about a little bit more in a minute. We also totally relaunched our How to Start a UK Made Brand course. We had everything to put together for that. We delivered it live for the first time. So over a period of six weeks and our first group of students have just been through that course and just finished, which I'm really excited to say. We had loads of fantastic feedback and that's now open for anyone to enroll at any time. So I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes if you're starting a brand and you want to find out more about that. Uh, What else have I got to tell you? Yeah, so also we've just opened enrolment again for British Brand Accelerator, which is our six-month group program for small businesses that want to make in the UK. And then today, it's going to be just a solo show today, but this series, I'm definitely going to have quite a lot of interviews with guest experts. And then every other week, it will be a solo show with me for you. So today, what I thought I'd do, because our Selling Without Social that we did as a workshop last week, we got such fantastic feedback from it. And I think some of it was just too valuable not to share with you on the podcast here today. So what I'm going to do is give you a bit of a taster of the first 15 minutes or so of that workshop with lots of statistics and reasons why you need to be looking at other forms of marketing and selling your products other than just selling your soul to the scroll 
and relying on social media. So what you're going to hear is the first 15 minutes of that workshop, which is well worth listening to if you only listen to this, just to understand some of the reasons why you need to think a little bit outside the box now when it comes to how you market and sell your fantastic UK made products. And if you do want access to the whole workshop, we did record it. I've got a special link, which I'm going to put in the show notes for you, which is makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash SWS, as in selling without social. And you'll get a special £10 discount as a podcast listener as well, if you go to that link. So here you go. Here are all of the reasons why you should be looking at other forms of marketing, selling your UK made products other than just social media. I hope you enjoy. Selling without social, how to market your product-based business without selling your soul to the scroll. So what are we going to cover today? We're going to talk about how there's more to selling than just social media, a hundred plus ways to increase your sales without social media. And also I want you all to take away a plan of action. I'm not expecting you to go away and think you need to action all 139 things that I tell you today, far from it. So in your workbook or a separate notepad or whatever you've got to take notes in today, as I go through things, just start jotting down what is it you think, oh, okay, I've not tried that or I could do that or that might work for my business and start taking notes. And at the end, I'm going to ask you to pull out three of them that you're going to walk away from today and try, okay? I'm not expecting you to do all of it. Right, so how do you currently feel about social media? Does it make you happy? Does it make your head explode? Like I say, no judgment here. I'm not against social media. I'm not gonna tell you today to come off social media, but I'm just gonna tell you that there may be some good alternatives. Okay, so. We asked our followers on social media, on Instagram, how do you currently feel about Instagram? And this is where we got to, okay? 47% were, were fed up. 44% said it was kind of a love-hate thing. And then only 9% said they still actually loved it. So if that's the case, why do we all spend so much time on it? So I'm asking you, how many hours do you think you currently spend on social media? Do you even time it? Do you even know? Do you find yourself doing the scroll when you're cooking dinner or in the hairdressers or doing something with your kids? Like, are you finding that you're you're on it more than you really um, you really realize? So does anyone have an idea? of how many hours they actually spend. And Make It British, we do know because we we time everything. We have a great little tracking app. So we know, and I would say it probably is in the region of about the average, which is for small businesses, six to 10 hours a week. So if you're one of those people that's spending that much time that is a lot of time. I did the calculations. Obviously, that's 520 hours in a year that the average small business is spending on social media. You know, if you think about it, that is potentially a quarter or more of your working week. It's a lot of time that you could be spending doing other things, isn't it? 
a hell of a lot of time as well spending something that you don't enjoy. It's a lot of our working life or even our, our total life to be spending doing something we don't enjoy. So like I say, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying as well that you shouldn't be doing marketing. You definitely should. And those people that are here that are in my British Brand Accelerator group will tell you that I'm constantly nagging at them saying, are you doing marketing? What are you doing for marketing? It's all very well being developing lovely products that are made in the UK, but how are you actually planning to market and sell them? So you need to be doing marketing, but do you necessarily need to be doing it on social media? Okay. So, and, and also particularly Instagram, I I find that product-based businesses, it's the one they naturally gravitate towards. And I don't, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have a profile on Instagram because a lot of time that is where people will just give you a second look or they might, they'll look you up to check that you're a credible business. But actually in terms of being a slave to constantly creating content, are you actually getting back what you're putting in in return? So do you know what percentage of your sales actually come from social media here? So multi-brownie points for anyone here that can tell me exactly what percentage or even within any of these brackets without going and looking it up or if they haven't prepared before they got here, how many of your sales can be attributed to social media? Or you might know that it's currently none. Do the maths. Just if you're spending 10 hours a week, 25% of your time, and you're only getting 5% of your sales, it just doesn't add up, does it? Just even, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. So I did a bit of digging around for some good statistics about what the return is on investment in time spent uh, on social media and across other forms of digital advertising. So this is from a credible company called Smart Insights. And they have said there that they interviewed over 600 businesses. And you can see social media, it's quite small text there, but social media is the fifth one down on the list. Okay. It's below search engine optimization. In other words, getting your website found on in search engines, content marketing. So that's things like blogging and email as well. They all come above social media. And, um, 33% of the people surveyed said that social media had the lowest return on investment for them out of everything, okay? Um, the top one there is so is search engine optimization, so getting your website found in Google, and 73% say that had a medium to high return on investment. So if you're currently neglecting search engine optimization, and you know I'm going to get onto that at some point in one of my 139 points in a minute. So we also had a look at our Make It British traffic, because although we've been on social media right from the start, when we started Make It British in 2011, we've always done social media alongside other things, like particularly content marketing, like blogging, having a podcast, doing email, um, and search engine optimization. And although it's more of a longer game, it has really paid off. So 80% of our traffic now comes from organic search versus only 1% from social media. And I'd also point out that we're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, not really TikTok. So right from the start, we have been on all the different social media platforms, but still our traffic, 85, 82% of it comes from social media. Okay. So you need to think that social media 
is more of a quick win rather than a long-term gain. So I want you to think today about what you can do that's going to set you up for long-term success, where that so social media, in particular Instagram, is not doing so. Also, just to point out on there, it looks like email is low with only getting 1% of our traffic from email. However, the organic traffic is how we get people to the site. But once we've got people to the site and we've got them on our list, it's those people on the email list that are the people that ended up buying things. So everyone here, chances are, has been is on our email list and bought a ticket to come today or to, to be one of our members or something like that through our email list. And that's pretty much the general trend when it comes to email versus social media. Optin Monster says the average email conversion rate. So a conversion rate is how many people see your email, say that's 100, versus how many people buy. So if 100 people see your email and two people buy, that's 2%. The average is 6%. So the average six in, 10, six in 100 people that have sent your email will end up buying from the average business versus only 2% from social media. So it's like three times the amount. Are you ready to finally master your manufacturing and create profitable UK made products? If so, I've got an exclusive training just for you. This training is for businesses that make in the UK or want to and who are interested in working with me in our British Brand Accelerator for creative small business owners who want to develop and sell profitable UK-made products. If your application is accepted, you'll receive a copy of my exclusive free private training on how to develop profitable UK-made products with ease. In the training, I go through my exact three-part framework that we use to help our clients successfully launch and grow their UK-made brands. And I'll show you exactly how it works along with all kinds of examples. I'll also explain everything you need to know about the Accelerator to ensure that we can truly help you to get the results that you're looking for. To apply for an invite to the British Brand Accelerator and get a copy of the training, go to katehills.co.uk forward slash apply. The other interesting stat, which is what this pie chart is, that in terms of checking your e check what you do first thing in the morning, sadly, 58% of people, the first thing they do in the morning is check their email versus only 14% that check social media. I don't know what everyone else does here. I get up and make a cup of tea, personally. <laughs> but it appears that some people think checking their email is more important than a good old cuppa. So you might think that you can rely on social media to send you customers. But the real truth is, it's really dangerous to rely on social media to build your business, okay? Really dangerous. So if all you're doing at the moment is social media marketing, I'm really glad you're here. So these are some of the reasons why you shouldn't bank on social media, right? The first one, you've probably heard that phrase, building your business on someone else's land. So that is so true when it comes to social media. So your following or um, your following on that channel or the, the popularity of that channel can change at any time. And unlike other forms of marketing or any sort of marketing that you might be doing online or offline, social media is really risky. It can be taken away at any point. And we know that from people that we know have got being shadow banned, as it's called, like suddenly their posts just aren't being seen by anyone. They don't know what they've done. 
but they've been shadow banned. Or worse still, it's been hacked. Now, I know a member of Make It British who um, had her Instagram account. You can understand how it happened. She got a DM from someone who said, we're from Instagram. We're about to give you the blue tick of um, whatever they call it, you know, the credibility, the blue tick that all the celebs have. But we just need to verify a few things to do with your business. And by doing that, they got into her account. I don't know how they got her password. And once they got into her account, which had thousands and thousands of followers, and actually back then, a few years ago, was where she was getting a lot of her sales from, she couldn't get into her account. And they they were ransoming in it for a fortune. And in the end, she had to start up a whole new Instagram account again. Okay. Um, the other thing is algorithm changes. So that can also happen. And a lot of people have been saying that's happening at the moment with Instagram. Like not as many people are seeing my posts as they were last year or the year before. What's happening? It's not fair. Now, the thing is, with social media, what they want to do is they want to get as many people on these new platforms as possible when they first start out. We think, brilliant, this is great. I can market my business for free. Hundreds of people are seeing my videos on my posts. And then once they've got us all there, they then go, hang on a minute, you're a business. Can you can you give us some money to advertise for here? Because you can't advertise for here on here for free anymore. Which kind of suppose if you think about it, they're, you know, they're they're very profitable companies, Facebook, Meta. So they want you to give them money. Um, and then, of course, the other thing is obsolescence of social media platforms. We've all heard of MySpace, uh, whatever happened to that. A lot of people built, built businesses on MySpace or Periscope, which back in the day, I don't know whether anyone remembers here, was a video app that was on Twitter. I mean, Twitter in itself, I think I've got about 26,000 followers on Twitter that I built up back when I started Make It British 2011 and onwards. But now I've barely logged into Twitter and we don't get hardly any traffic from it at all. Um, and yet I spent all that time back then um, building up a following on Twitter. And I kind of think, well, I'm glad that I'd done other things as well and not just relied on that. So the other thing to bear in mind is the lifespan of actual things that you do online. It's quite interesting to look at relatively Instagram. Apparently, an Instagram post only has a lifespan of like one or two days versus something like Pinterest, which they claim is four months to a year. Twitter, which is a few 15 to 20 minutes. YouTube, 30 days and a blog, two years or more. And I would definitely agree with that last bit because we've got posts that we wrote on Make It British. 10, 12 years ago that still bring us traffic. So that although it probably took me longer to write those posts a decade ago than it would have been to write to do an Instagram post, it's still paying off. It's like putting money in the bank and it's, get, it's earning you interest. Whereas Instagram, you're just spending the money and you're not getting it back. The only one on there I think which is a bit misleading is TikTok. And I don't know TikTok well myself. There's probably some people here that are using it. From what I understand now about TikTok, they've changed the algorithm so your videos can get pushed out for a longer time, certainly a longer lifespan than a few minutes. Um, but it's still nowhere near and it never will be the lifespan you'll get on other content like blogs. So what I want to say here as well is don't look at what other brands are doing and assume that it's working from them for them. Don't assume if someone's got thousands of followers that they're doing really well from Instagram at all. 
And one size fits all certainly doesn't apply. So what I want you to think about is what you actually enjoy doing. So I asked you at the beginning, what is it that do you enjoy using social media? Think instead, what are your strengths and what do you enjoy doing? Because that will really help when I go through this list of all the different ideas, which one of those is best suited to your skills and what you enjoy. So do you enjoy talking? Are you great at writing? Is designing good for you? Like, is that something that really keep, makes you happy? Because if you're going to spend a lot of time doing your marketing, which obviously you do need to do if you've got a small business and you want to sell products, you've got to make sure you enjoy it. So maybe you're someone that loves the making side or maybe educating and teaching people is something that you enjoy doing. And are you someone that likes to try new things and experiment? I hope you will be keen on experimenting by the time we've finished today. And I also ask you to think, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Because I know that just the mention of getting on video for a lot of us introverts out there is like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to go and lie down in a quiet, dark room after I've done that. And it doesn't suit everyone. And if you see people doing lots of video and talking really naturally all the time on TikTok and the Instagram, and you think, oh my God, the only way I'm going to be able to market and sell my products is I'm going to have to get in front of the camera and, oh, I really don't want to do that. Then I'm not going to be here today and say, you must, you've got to do that. I want you to find things that you really enjoy doing. And I also want you to think about what are your customers doing? Because again, as I'm always telling the businesses that we work with, everything starts with your customer. Everything has to start with your customer. So you need to think about where are your customers hanging out when they're not scrolling through social media and they might not be spending that much time on social media. So what is it that they're doing? Are they, um, do they go out a lot? Do they go to the gym? Do they like going to restaurants? What books do they read? Are they just country walk sort of people? All of this will help shape the marketing and the selling that you do of your products. So think about where are your customers hanging out when they're not on social media? Another thing to bear in mind is where internet sales are currently right now. Over the last couple of years, 2021, when everyone was in lockdown and on furlough, a lot of time was spent online and a lot of sales were made online. People in the UK are not spending so long online right now. They're getting out and about. They're shopping around. They are, they are doing different things to what they were doing before. So if you're solely selling online, judging by these statistics from the Office of National Statistics, you're in a declining market and no business wants to be in a declining market. So as we go through the ideas in a minute, have a think about what can I do? Which one of these ideas can I do that are not solely online because you don't want to be in a business that is, that is declining, okay? And I'm not saying come offline altogether, but I'm just asking you to think about other things. So there are so many more ways to market your business and increase your sales. So if you want to hear what those 139, well, actually it's 140 ideas now, because after we recorded the workshop, we then came up um, with something else to put on the checklist. So it's a nice even number, 140 ideas. 
If you follow the link in the show notes, you can sign up, get access to the full two-hour recording. And we'll also send you a link to a private podcast feed of Just That Workshop. So as well as this podcast, the Make It British podcast, we also now have a private podcast feed for anyone that's bought any of our courses or our workshops, where you can listen to the audio version, which is brilliant because you can listen to it on the go. You haven't got to be sat in front of the screen. You can listen and learn while you're walking the dogs, while you're driving. Don't we love a bit of multitasking? So you'll get access to that audio feed as soon as you sign up for the workshop. If you already saw the workshop, you should have been sent a link to listen to the audio version as well. So just ping me a message if you haven't got it. We've also got a checklist in there that you can download. Got to love a checklist. So that you can tick off all the ideas that you want to try or as you try them. Print it off, pin it up, tick them off. What are you trying and what are you going to do? And what is working? Because the main thing with any of these ideas that we covered in the so Selling Without Social workshop is that you need to be trying and testing new things. Not everything is going to work with for everyone, but make sure that you're doing something a little bit different. Otherwise, how will you move your business forward? Okay. So that's it for this week. I'm going to be back again next Friday, which is the first interview in the series. I'm going to be chatting to the lovely Maxine Wells from Intimate Apparel Samples, who's a lingerie manufacturer in London. See you then. Bye. Bye.